Hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? This is Lou Ford here, and it's time for Coffee in a Car Ride. I'm in my ride, I got my Java in hand, and I'm ready to cruise. So pour yourself a cup, jump in the passenger seat, and come for a ride. It's Coffee in a Car Ride. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? This is Lou Ford here, back for another episode of Coffee in a Car Ride. It's my podcast. I drive around with a cup of coffee, rant about shit that pisses me off, you know, current events and all that. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! It's that time of year again. That season. That time to be joyful and kind once more. La 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 la. It's Christmas. But in all seriousness, this is that one time of year. That one time of year where we put everything aside and hold each other in loving disdain. It's that time of year where we all say that it's all about the giving. But when someone buys us a pair of socks or a sweater for a gift. We fantasize and desire nothing more than to hang them by the neck off the Brooklyn Bridge in front of a captive audience. It is that time of year where color is caring. Now, I say this for one very important reason, and that is a common complaint, whining, whining tantrum that always seems to come from one side of the political spectrum every time around this year and its remnants I can see all year round in August even when I'm driving to the beach and I'm behind a minivan with a a bumper sticker that says keep Christ in Christmas and then it winds back around again in November and December where there's a cry about a war on Christmas Now, I bring this up this time around because of an interaction that I recently witnessed at a Starbucks. You know, a week and a half ago or so. Now, for anyone who isn't aware, this year Starbucks took the eggnog latte off the menu. It's a travesty, I know. An absolute, utter travesty for the holiday menu. I know it hurts, it hurts, but that's not the point. The point is, is, is that the point is, is the mudslide of colored teeth gnashing that literally washed away whatever joy there was left in that day. And it's complete and utter ridiculousness. Once that news had been told to the, had been told it had been delivered to this customer, this middle-aged man, the strain and the pain of the horror of of that news just poured out. And the horrors and the disdain of everyday life popped out of that 50-year-old man. As he stared at the menu in maddened confusion, and as he repeated, no eggnog latte, the day after Thanksgiving... Those idiots in Seattle taking away the most traditional American aspect of Christmas. But that it, 
But that is what Biden and the regime is doing. Trying to remove anything that is traditional in America. The man continued to explain before clarifying that Biden was working with China. And that was why he was calling the Biden administration a regime. It basically went around and around and ended right back where these things always do. A war. A war on tradition. A battle between the real God-fearing Americans and all those savages who can't can't quote any of the lines from a, from the movie A Christmas Story. If Jimmy Stewart's voice crying out, Clarence, Clarence, doesn't give you shivers, then you are an infidel. A lowly Scrooge. But see, here is the thing. None of that is true. Because there isn't a tradition. There isn't a war. And Christ was never in Christmas. Now please understand. That if you love Jesus, Jesus takes your wheel, then that's cool. I much respect. That's great. Faith is, an, is a wonderful, awesome thing. But that doesn't mean that it is his birthday. It doesn't mean that American Christmas is Jesus' day. And all things that encompass Norman Rockwell somehow are part of Jesus' birthday. It's not the case. In fact, historically it's believed that Jesus was born in warmer times. Actually, let me rephrase that. They don't know exactly when he was born, but they don't believe he was born in December. We'll make it easier. And he was Jewish. Just a reminder, the king of the Jews was a Jew. He wasn't born a Christian, but a Middle Eastern Jew. It's a fact. Sorry to smash your blonde-haired, blue-eyed dream. And no, there is something, someone else in your Christmas. Not Jesus. Someone else who has made it the thing that you cherish. But we'll get to that in a moment. Now, just to help this all sink in, I'm going to turn it over now to uh, Adam Conover from True TV's Adam, Adam Ruins Everything and a YouTube channel called Humor. And he'll explain the rest. I know we're not that religious, but mom and dad made it a tradition. It's the one night a year we get together and have a nice, somber, Christian-y evening. Well, that's pretty weird, because historically, Christmas was actually a really raucous holiday. And most of our Christmas traditions have really unchristian origins. Here, I'll show you. Ugh, animated? Really? I don't have time for this. But I always did relate to Peppermint Patty, Chuck. The real story of the holiday season starts over 2,000 years ago, during the Roman Empire. In December, Romans celebrated a holiday called Saturnalia to mark the end of the harvest. It was a wild party involving gambling, singing, and even cross-dressing. And in Northern Europe, a drunken festival called Yule celebrated the birth of the sun. Families would burn the biggest log they could find and celebrate around evergreen trees to ward off winter depression. I hate to burst your bubble, Chuck, but this has nothing to do with Christmas. December 25th is still Jesus' birthday. Actually, no one really knows for certain when Jesus was born. But we do know that when Christianity took hold of Europe in the 5th century, some common folk refused to part with these pagan parties. So Christian leaders gradually transformed these popular traditions into a celebration of Jesus' birth. Hey, 
you pagan freaks. My god was probably born today. This party's about Jesus now, okay? Whatever, dude. It's turned up in this forest. Inserting Christ into these winter festivals was basically a civic compromise. Make the party about Jesus, and you can keep getting jiggy with it. Well, Chuck, sounds like that's when Christmas became the nice family-friendly holiday we know today. Nope. It stayed a debauched, violent booze fest for a long time. For over a thousand years, Christmas was more like a terrifying Mardi Gras. In England, drunken mobs would take over the streets, and a beggar would be crowned the Lord of Misrule. Refused, they were threatened with Christmas violence. Give me booze or I'll smash your face. Well, this actually looks kind of fun, Chuck. I agree, but it certainly wasn't very Christian, which is why when Puritans came to America, they decided Christmas had no place in a Christian nation and banned it. What? Christmas was illegal? Yep. In some communities, if you exhibited Christmas spirit, you were even forced to pay a fine. Hmm. Rosy cheeks, jolly smile. Your fine is fine. Shillings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and now I have to pay the fine too. Thanks to the legacy of these rules, Christmas ended up pretty unpopular in America. But all that changed in the 19th century. As immigrants flooded into America, they brought with them a love of Christmas and their own traditions. These seeped into the popular culture, and a new American Christmas began to take hold. And now, we treat Christmas like it's always been a sacred Christian celebration. But the historical truth is, these winter festivities have pagan roots with drunken traditions that a lot of Christians straight up hated for like a thousand years. Now look, celebrating Christmas as the birth of Jesus is a wonderful tradition, but it's just as historically accurate to get drunk in the woods or bang on a rich person's door and threaten them with violence. So instead of worrying that Christmas isn't Christian anymore, why don't we just let people celebrate the way they want? Basically, to recap here, Christmas was a Roman holiday where party was king. Prostitutes, cocaine, well, okay, maybe not cocaine, but there's drunkenness, debauchery, gladiatorial combats, bestiality, and Caligula doing mean shit to people. You know, can you say it with me? At the same time, in the north, there was a festival called Yule, which was nothing more than a drunken kegger in the woods, complete with a bonfire. The best combo, alcoholism, depression, and fire. Now, in the 5th century, when Christianity took a stranglehold of Europe, the church made a deal with the pagans. If that day would be baby Jesus' birthday, then they could keep their, they could keep their drunken arson-based holiday. But as Adam just explained it, the holiday didn't yet become very Jesus-y. It just basically became a Jesus and feudal crime jamboree, complete as in the case with England, a drunk, a beggar king who was crowned Lord of the Outlaws. Com complete with that also came an organized system of robbery. Basically, crowds of people who would later be known as carolers. 
would go and knock on rich people's doors and demand the best food and drink, or, they would, or there would be violence. In other words, Silent Night would only be silent if you gave up your shit. Christmas truly was the season of giving. Giving your shit to someone else so they didn't burn your, sh- your house down. It got so damn bad that the Puritans, when they came to the U.S., to, they landed on Plymouth Rock, they outlawed Christmas. And in fact, if you were caught showing any Christmas spirit at all, you were fined. I mean, talk about Secret Santa. Just imagine Santa having to scurry around quietly and make sure that the presents don't look like presents. Because if he gets caught, he could get fined. Or just imagine his... His sleigh being confiscated and his reindeer taken taken away and slaughtered. At this point, we have reached the part of the of the story where we are coming to the moral. And maybe that moral is is that Christ really isn't in Christmas. That it was nothing more than just a very clever way for the church, for Christianity, to find a way to bring people in, as they called it, from the cold of paganism into the warmth of Jesus. Maybe here's the real moral. Maybe the real moral is is that it's immigrants that make the Christmas that you know your Christmas. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, it wasn't until the 19th century when foreigners came, immigrants, came to the U.S. with their own unique ideas and beliefs of Christmas, which then ended up being embedded and woven into the culture of our nation and now has given us what we call... And what you call the perfect Christmas. That's right. It's Paco and O'Brien and Henderson and and Julio and McGinnis and every ski from Poland and, and Ukrainian that has created it. Not Jesus, but them. Immigrants. They're the ones that have created the Christmas that you so swear that Christ is being removed from and that there's a war upon. That Republicans claim that is under attack. It wasn't Jesus that's in Christmas. It was immigrants, foreigners. So yeah, immigrants. So with that, this is Lou Ford signing off. Put that in your cup of coffee and drink it. Until next time, peace. Oh, and before I forget, let's give credit where credit is due. The background music was Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Of the year. And the uh, toga clip was from the movie Animal House. So until next time, move forward, same peace. Coffee in a Car Ride is brought to you by Anchor, the app that makes creating and distributing a podcast easy. And also by, of course, coffee. So, uh, thanks for listening and all that. You know, uh, 
like, subscribe, you know, comment, whatever. Also, don't forget to uh, check out my blog, White Bicycle Review. Is whitebicyclereview.blogspot.com. Check that out, you know, to get more, to get some articles about politics and uh, you know other issue, other current issues and all that. You know, check it out. And thank you again. Until next time, move forward.